Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the 141st episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. His I, Colton Robertson, and I am joined today by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What is up? What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Just recorded quite the incredible episode. Mm. Uh, and you guys are about to uh, enjoy uh, a, a large chunk of that conversation. The full thing will be over at patreon.com slash Bloom, but because of the very nature of the conversation, it is only appropriate that I, I had to split it up and, and put some here and some over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really I really hope you enjoy today as it is, while it is all over the place, there's there's a thread there. There's a thread there that certainly links it. And, find the uh, common theme. Whatever it is, I don't know. You find it for me. Uh, there's a, a thread there, though. I promise. It's there. It's somewhere in there. Like, I'm probably just going to title this episode, like, Life and Stuff. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I don't know. We shall, we shall see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what, some Sopranos talk? Plenty of Sopranos talk. Uh, philosophy, politics. Uh, we got, uh, we got, uh. Uh, nihilism in there even. What's that? Nihilism, I guess. Nihilism, uh, the, the, the nature, the nature of the billionaire. Uh, mm. A uh, lot of interesting. Just uh, save the earth. Uh, save the earth. A lot of uh, uh, environmentalism, and uh, but uh, like, 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 like you'll find in this conversation. Stuff. It's all about finding finding that common ground and just having a discussion and uh, being civil about things. Uh, so uncivilized. I love I love me some Obi Wan Kenobi. Can never get enough Obi Wan. Can never get enough Obi Wan. But yeah, enjoy the episode. Uh, roll roll the tape. To the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more. And then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. So uh, I think it's just going to be me and you today. What the fuck are we going to do? Yeah, uh, we can do anything. Freaking we can do anything. Movies, superheroes. If we want to do a draft or if we want to wait with uh, for more to st- more people to join for a draft, I'm also down. We can- Frankly, I mean, like, I like I like having more people in the draft, but, like, I want to save, like, the like, the broadest possible ones probably for a bigger group. Like, mm-hmm. like movies, that would be a fun one with a lot of people just to provide a ton of movies. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That that one makes sense for a lot of people. Because um, favorite movies, like, that's a, like, you can learn a lot about a person just by, exactly. like, knowing their top five favorite movies. Like, and I'm interested, like, whenever I really think about it, like, I really think. Like, of my top five favorite movies. Like, is a single Marvel movie in there? Maybe. Is a Star Wars movie in there? Probably. I, I, I See, and that's the thing, too. If for 
for the longest time, I had a really, really hard time committing a Marvel or Star Wars movie to my top five. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, it's like a whole separate thing for me. Like, I don't watch those movies the same way I watch other movies. And, I mean, like, obviously... They're still movies. So like it's it's a confusing conundrum that I have with myself. Hmm. But like I think about it, it wasn't until like last year that I was like, you know what? I have to say Star Wars Return of the Jedi is a top five favorite movie for for me. You know, like like I was just like think I was putting together a top five list and I think like funnily enough, I think it might have been when I was putting together a list for Emily whenever she asked me early on in the relationship what would be what are your top five movies and i was like i was like i was at four and i was struggling for a fifth and i was like man my favorite movie isn't even on this why am i even holding off like i'm like, so i went ahead and throw threw it on there but like marvel marvel like objectively like i don't and it's 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 happening more and more with time and the more stuff i watch I enjoy the movies as movies less and less, mm. you know, like, uh, and there are certain ones like I, I enjoy the story and I enjoy the characters and stuff, but as a whole, I, I enjoy other movies more. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, the general, the general way. It's of kind like, of like with Marvel, you have to experience the whole thing. You're going into a movie thinking of the whole universe, you know, as you watch it. So it's that's, like, it's that's a whole, why I enjoy yeah. it. It is, not, it is just a whole different thing. Like, you're not going in, like, thinking, okay, I am going to have this movie where it's a completely new universe, completely new characters, you know, every everything's completely new in this movie, and by the end of it, I'm going to have, you know, some kick-ass feeling, uh, or I'm going to cry, or I'm yeah, of some sort, you know, like, that. that's what you go into a normal movie, like, thinking. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, like I'm, I'm thinking, like, from... I don't know. What was the last superhero movie I saw in theaters? I guess it would have been Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed Shang-Chi. That like, was that, just a good movie. No, see, and here's general. the thing is that like, they've gotten better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like there are, there are, I'd say two and a half phases of Marvel that plainly aren't like the best <laughs> movies. They're yeah. just fun. Like that's all like, mm-hmm. and I mean, and two and a half is like, conservative it, it's probably more like three uh but you know their their big team-up movies are good because of your prior information from the solo films mm-hmm. see like mm-hmm. end game end game in and of itself fun movie fantastic like oh my goodness this is awesome but it is awesome because it is the culmination of 10 years of storytelling. Yeah, the 24 movies or whatever that came before yeah. it. Like, and that's that in and of itself is a whole other awesome thing. Like, that doesn't... That's like, insane that, that there's more than 20 films that all culminated to a movie. I guess, like, two movies, but, like, still. Like, the fact that they had this plan, whether it was all along or not, you know, whether from Iron Man 1 they had Thanos, I don't know. Probably not. You know, they probably... I mean, at least Age of Ultron. But like, they did, they did have so many hints so early. Like, yeah, it, it it's crazy. So you know, we do give. I, I feel like I give Marvel a lot of credit, but like, maybe they do deserve it because like this, it like they truly have created like a completely different category in movies. Like, it's exactly. they're completely on their own. This is this, and that's the thing that I've come to conclude about my Marvel fandom mm. is that like. There will be movies I love, sure. 
I will not tell you that they are the best movie I've ever seen, though. What What's awesome about Marvel is the is the grand scope of it and the way that they've done such a interconnected storyline for so many years. Whether that storyline is uh, simple at at points, at several points, so be it. That's what it. It's for children. Yeah, like children should be able to watch these movies. Yeah. So it's like, I enjoy. I, I thoroughly enjoy them, but I I recognize that they are not critically the best. You know what? One Marvel movie may be on there, and it it, w- it would be just because of how fun of a movie it is, and it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that might be on my list. Like the and there's there are individual examples where maybe you get like fam- top ten. Maybe not a top five, but like like in a favorite top, movie all time. Yeah, like Ooh. if I if I'm doing my favorite movies of all time, I don't know if I could put Guardians of Galaxy in the top five. I like, could I could not I could, put them. In I the could top see five. it in top ten I, for sure. I could also like, because like if I'm looking at it and like whenever I think of like we just had the conversation about comfort movies, mm-hmm. there might be some overlap. Definitely. However, they are not the same thing no. inherently. Yeah, I have like uh, one or two that would overlap i think but i I think i'd go a general different direction because like when i think of my comfort stuff i'm not at all considering the critical perception or Mm -hmm. how i feel about how good it is Mm -hmm. when i think of my favorite i can't help but incorporate that a little along with how much i just love the movie how much i enjoy it like Mm -hmm. uh and see like i think of like the the crossover there, like La La Land and Return of the Jedi, are probably both top five movies all time for me, just like in terms of favorites. But like, I'm also not even 100 percent sure about La La Land. There. Like, I, like, yeah, it's uh, movies are interesting because like you can have a comedy in your top five, but at the same time, you could have a uh, a movie that won like Academy Awards. You know, like yeah. at the same like a critically great movie like you like, could have uh, Step Brothers, like like stepbrothers like there is probably a lot of people's like in their top five favorite movies just because like it's such a just such a classic comedy movie yeah and like true. you can yeah could have it right next to an interstellar like where they did literal physics groundbreaking physics to create the simulations to show that black hole do you, like a nobel prize was won because of these physics simulations like we know more about black holes because of this movie. Like that's insane. This movie advanced science legitimately like 10 years in the future. Like we didn't have these anyways, I'm going on a tangent. No, dude, Interstellar is fantastic. But, oh I actually God, I actually I just gave soundtrack. that my first rewatch in years. Mm. Not I mean not several years, like just a couple. Mm-hmm. But I, like when I when I watched that the first time it was in three or three or four separate installments and Dorsch's physics. <laughs> yes, dude. It wasn't the first time I saw it, but I definitely, yeah, it was like the Bro, fourth. And let me tell you, though. I loved Dorsch and he was such a good teacher, but boy, oh boy, was I not going to get whatever the fuck he was talking about. But let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, I looked forward to AP physics for those three or four yes, days. Dude, that bro. was fun. Like it, it was really fun. And it's just like, I don't know. Usually Matthew McConaughey is kind of like he's good. He was good like in his older roles, but you know his his he's newer ones goofy. are a little cringy and goofy. But like this one was like he just killed it. Like even though he's a little nerdy um sometimes, but like he killed this every role 
was just so good. And just the the story itself was just Dude, like, the story's fantastic. Fuck. And I mean, like, you can't say enough about Christopher Nolan's Ugh. filmmaking. Like, and the soundtrack. Just... That soundtrack. Ron's I need Zimmer, the vinyl. Bro. I need the vinyl. Because, like, that is just, like, I, I don't – if we're talking – Miracle sex. If we're talking top movie soundtracks, that could be a cool draft. That could be a cool draft. Ah, oh, man. See, that's one I would need to, like, prepare for. I, I would definitely need to prepare. Yeah, not off I the top of my head. That right here. I mean, off uh, the fly, like, Interstellar, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, um, basically John Williams. Um, his John role, Williams. Yeah, Jurassic Hans Park. Zimmer, um, uh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, basically just Ludwig we're, we're going to look to them. <laughs> um, Avatar The Last Airbender, Loki Sleeper uh, Soundtrack, Lost Sleeper Soundtrack. Um, maybe I shouldn't be saying this for the draft. I'm not going oh, no, to cap with you either. There's a, there was a formative impact on my music taste done by How I Met Your Mother. Really? Yes. Uh, wow. And, uh, and like this is a different kind of soundtrack, obviously. like We're talking the more composed movie soundtracks this is like they took several songs from several artists and plugged them into their show so <laughs> oh, it's a whole other thing but uh they they uh, they had their vibe like they knew what they were doing like mm-hmm. with every song it kind of melds together they all create this one big feeling and it's like mm. i was like damn i love this genre of music whatever the fuck it is a soundtrack can really like make or break a show oh like, absolutely totally. show or movie yeah like i wonder like if you take out John Williams from Star Wars, like, is it really that badass? Like, the music adds so much in a scene. Like, Darth Vader, if you don't hear the bum, 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 like, if you don't hear that every time you see that man, like, you don't get as scared. Like, you're still scared of that guy. There are so many like, great musical cues in Star Wars. Hmm. And I mean, like, uh, the opening. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> like you know you're, you're not watching getting... Star Wars. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're instantly no, there. That, that's what's crazy about John Williams, too, is that, like, he created – and, I mean, there's uh, there's an uh, there's an obvious, like, big band influence from, like, the early 1900s and stuff. Like, they were going for, like, a 30s, 40s-type vibe going into the 70s and making it brash and brass and all this, but it's – it like and I was actually another funny example. I was watching How I Met Your Mother just earlier today. Me and uh, Emily are giving it a watch because she hasn't watched it all the way through. And uh, Ted Mosby, the main character, becomes a college professor at one point, and uh, he is gifted by his friend Marshall a fedora and a whip <laughs> uh, because he's a professor at a college now. And he and like these dudes and like all three of the main dudes are Star Wars nerds. They make they make Star Wars jokes all the time. So that's got to play an influence on why I love the show. But mm-hmm. so he's he goes to the wrong classroom and he ends up having to run across campus to his other classroom. And they do this like fun camera. They do a fun camera thing that's like way different than anything they do in the in the rest of the show that is obviously Indiana Jones inspired. And they play the dun, 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 you know, like it's just. Uh-huh. Uh, fantastic they play the indiana jones theme and he's running across campus it's just like that that sound that john how recognizable it is like off off one note you hear the first note of like star wars the star wars jurassic park like okay it it could take like two or three notes but like you know what universe you're in whenever you hear like one of his songs like it's just true 
it's i like music is so impressive to me just because like i can't play an instrument and i can't even read music and like i i've tried to learn the piano and i i know how hard even that just is like i want to learn how to play the violin it's always been a bucket list item of mine usually bucket list is crazy bucket lists are like you know really cool things i have really cool things yeah really cool like skydiving stuff but like Learning an instrument is like, I don't, that's like a, I Dude, don't know. I respect, that's such a personal thing. Like, yeah, I respect like that's anyone, gotta be a challenge. Like, Dude, that anyone who challenge. is good at playing an instrument, uh, I respect the fuck out you know, of you. And if you maybe, aren't good and you're trying your ass off, I respect you too. Maybe boy, losing boy, to that, that one, shit hard. yeah. Maybe losing Mr. Jag to that violinist wasn't that bad now that I think about it. He did kill it, bro. He Bro, freaking he killed violin. it. He, he had that electric violin, too. It was like the whole outline. Bro, it looked sick, bro. It was crazy. Damn, man. I was kind of pissed that I lost to him, though. And spoilers alert for the foreseeable future on first, the fourth season of Sopranos. You'd learn that in Westworld Season 3, uh, for the record. Epic. I can't wait. Yeah. Dude, that show. Oh. Oh, it's just so good. Oh, man, I can't wait to get back in. Uh, actually, oh, yeah, no. I just finished season four of The Sopranos. Ooh, so um, where, where where's that leave you with, like, uh, Ralphie? He's dead, Tony. Yeah! Uh, Tony bop, did, did the job, dude. I felt so bad for for uh, Polly. Oh, like, Johnny, she was a whore! Yeah, like, Polly wanted to murk him, and I was like, yes, yes, just let Polly murk him for saying his... His wife was fat or whatever. Or no, Johnny Sack wanted to, yeah, to murk yeah. him, but then Polly also wanted to murk him. Did Polly want to murk him for some reason? Polly wants to murk everybody who's doing uh doing the crew dirty. I think yeah, I think Polly wanted to murder him for some reason. But I think it was Johnny Sack. Like whenever Johnny Sack was like, Hey, let me do the hit, you know, let me just murk him and then Tony was like, No, he's one of our biggest earners. I'm like, Oh, come on, just let him die. Like the dude's just getting annoying now. Like he was funny at the beginning, but like Man, he's just nah, that annoyed. part of the show is crazy though because it's like then I felt it really shows him, you though. it really shows you how the mafia's code ties their hands because like whenever Ralphie and but uh when Ralphie beats the pregnant woman to death the woman pregnant with his child to death and then everyone's like watching him do it and then Tony does something about it. He goes and beats the shit out of him for it. And all the made men rip Tony off of Ralphie and are like, and Ralphie goes, how dare you? I'm a made guy. And it's like, fuck, Damn. you can't do shit about that. You just got like, be that's, a piece of that shit, was the like... moment you wanted our anti-hero to anti-hero. Like you want him to, kill this guy for what he just did like and like mm-hmm. it's there's the fact, also another point there's what made it so much worse though that. is that he like told her like the fantasy she wanted to hear right before he beat her up too like yeah. he played into it you know he was like oh my god like of course like of that like come like no the dude's a straight-up psychopath he, He's even a if sociopath. he just beat her up obviously he killed her obviously that's enough like it, there's it's enough that he did that but like He's just such a piece of shit guy. Like, burned down freaking the horse stable. Like, I mean, like, understandably, he's getting pissed at Tony. Tony's taking everything from him, took the horse, took his girl, whatever. 
like he's pissed, but like you can't kill a horse, bro. And the fact that he burned down other horse, like killed so many other animals too in that for like, you know, like four horses died or something like that. They said, I think like, dude, Ralphie was a fucking like he's as he's as big a bad in that show as anybody has been. Yeah, he's or like will be. In a lot of, like, a lot of the other guys, like, obviously there's a lot of crime that isn't just, but, like, a lot of them do it in, like, name of their family or for, yeah. like, you know, good, good reasons. In yeah, see, and that, that, that's another interesting thing about the show <laughs> is the way you, the way you perceive everything yeah. because it is just a show, it's, you know, like. Yeah, it's like watching you and you're glorifying a stalker and someone who literally murders people to get to love someone like you it's yeah. like a really weird show to watch but like this is like okay because we know how the mafia works and it's like it's a real thing and like i don't know it's like it's kind of cool you know it's it's cool crime even though it's bad it's cool crime. Well, it's like there th see and that there there are differences though there are cool crimes and then there are several crimes we see these mafia men commit that are absolutely egregious and terrible. Uh, so it's want, like one at the end that devastated me was the dudes that they paid to do the hit on Carmine. And then Chris went back to him and was like, hey, here's the money to stay quiet. Hope you guys were all good, right? Yup. And then they come in and just bah, 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 just kill him and take the money right back. Like, you you know, they're not getting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're just going to give you a large sum of money just to stay quiet about this major you know, assassination plot. I was like, these dudes are dead from the start. They're meeting under a bridge. Okay. Like, this is just sad. But, man. Nah, dude, yeah. there's, the, and I've been, obviously, on my, ever since I finished The Sopranos, I've been on my mafia kick, mm. where I've been, I've been taking up a whole bunch of stuff. I watched Goodfellas and Many Saints in Newark, and I've checked out a couple of books on the mafia and stuff, and it, dawned an idea for me on with the upcoming book of boba fett like what if what if like book of boba could be a start and we do our weekly book of boba coverage mm. but it could be the introduction into a uh an organized crime uh podcast sort of like series where we kind of chronicle like uh not the history of mafia movies but like we kind of go through, we kind of like talk about one per episode for several weeks. And we could like start with like 1934's The Public Enemy and go to The, the Godfather. Like, I think it'd be fucking awesome. Oh yeah. I'm down for that. Well, I know, I, and I know that like, and that'll be around the time that Kyler that, frees yeah. up a lot more too. Mm -hmm. And he will 100% be down for that too. And you know, like, I mean, I want to get Tavares back on here as much as I possibly can, as whenever I can. And I know he'd be down for that too. Maybe so, I can get some family history in here. I, I'll ask. Uh, there you go. Some of my people, like, hey, is this actually how? I'll, I'll ask him all the questions that uh, everyone asks, like in The Sopranos when they meet Tony. Like, hey, is this yeah. really how it is? Did you have to? Did you have to prick your finger and do the blood and the thing? You know, like. It was new at the time, you and you're like, right now we're talking about it, and you're like, God damn. You know, <laughs> I was, I had, I, I had this thought the other day, and like thinking of just how lucky that I am to be on Earth, of all places in the universe. That's pretty goddamn lucky, infinitely lucky, almost. 
Um, then I thought of how lucky I am to be in North America. Then I thought of how lucky I am to be in the United States. Then I thought of how lucky I am to be in Missouri. And like the parts of Missouri that I'm in, like I kept going and just like, damn, like my life could be so much worse if I was just on another area of the planet. Dude, I've thought about that so many times. No, because like, and like it goes even deeper than that. Okay. What are the odds that you are the sperm that reaches the egg? Bro, I'm a lucky ass dude. Even though I got all these rare ass diseases that people wouldn't call me lucky for, we're all pretty goddamn lucky. Like yeah. the fact that I'm on the internet right now talking to you, um, that I don't have to worry about water. I don't have to worry about food. I don't have to worry about shelter. I don't have to worry about anything right now. I'm literally just recovering. I don't even go to like, I'm not in I literally am just dormant right now, basically. Not many people can do that in the world. Like it's true. Like that's it's an it's an insane situation that I'm in. And like, I don't know. I just uh, like I've gotten into a lot more like philosophy and politics. Like just within the last couple weeks, like just uh, I don't know. Just thinking like how much like I really don't know. Like how ignorant I really am. Like when it comes to politics, and we all are. Like, like it's like, and and we we've talked about this week in and week out on several Patreons in a row. But our education system so is bad. is the biggest the biggest detractor from our possibilities and our opening and our opportunity to see how like truly just how bad we like as a country we have been like and I mean like even on the small we do scale. have so many like our freedoms are fantastic that like that and absolutely there are there are. Now, now there are plenty of places on the world that can say that, but there are still places that can't really, you know? So it's like, regardless, that's cool. I don't think any American can truthfully look me in the eye and say that we're the number one country in the world. Dude, I can't. No, absolutely the fuck not. Like, there are people that say that, though. We are not. Oh, no. I, I, and I like, talk, and I'm, I'm friends with a couple of them. We are on the brink of literal collapse. Like, it is like we are not doing well. We might not even be top. We're probably not top 10. Like, we're not doing well. <laughs> like, socially, we're not doing well. Economically, we're not doing well. There are many things that we are just not doing. Manufacturing? Like, the United States used to be the manufacturing powerhouse of the world. Just used to be that way. Now, if you want to get a hoodie produced in the United States, it's going to be $60 by the time you buy it. Like, it's just like, we are going in a direction that is so... We're just getting worse and worse and worse, and everyone is just like – no one wants to admit that we're not doing good because we're America, and we're, we're always good, you know? But like now what? we need help. Like we need help. It's just we, – we need – the help we need is to help our people realize that we are in trouble and that we are not doing good. Well, like, and that's what's, that's what's a shame about the two-party system as it were. Because so because we have the two-party system, we are interlocked in our ways for as long as we have the two-party system. Because we are so divided on every issue, and regardless of what, what your politics are, these are not the two sides. In fact, these are two points on the political spectrum that are actually pretty close to the middle or to the right like it's like as far as like our policies in the general go like the most progressive person in biden's cabinet is probably not that progressive like no. even in a democratic government right now like 
there's not that many progressive people in there. And it's it's because like when you when you get to those high levels of government, we also have such a problem with our with our corruption. Like they're being paid by so many mutual funds and so they're many getting trust paid so funds. much like, money. It's it, it's it, I, this is what I also thought is that like I think like um, initially like a government like with capitalism could work. But it's just over time, it just gets more and more corrupt over time. It's just naturally how it goes. And yeah. we just reach that point to where we're almost at like maximum corruptness. And it's just time for like something. It It is time for something new. Like it, it just doesn't breed innovation. It doesn't breed um, like it, initially it breeds competition and, and, and innovation for the right things. But then an, later on. It exploits. Every, yeah, every company is trying to save every dollar they can to give you the cheapest product they can give you, but sell it for the most most they can sell it for. Like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to skip out at as many corners as they can, so it's you're not getting the best product you can. Like if Apple was truly motivated by innovation, they would not be releasing the same phone every single year and charging you a grand for the same thing every year and then changing a camera bump you know, every four years or something like that. Like the phones would be so different if companies were like truly pushed by innovation, but it's just, you need to spend money to do that. You don't make money by doing that. And that's the thing is that like, but that's okay. We have to realize that that is okay. It's okay to waste money in that sense. Like we should be wasting money to try to like go green. Innovate. And the fact that, like, we're not, like, working on our, like, energy systems in America, like, Europe and Africa and, like, every other continent on the planet is putting some solar, some crazy energy plan together, and they are working on it right now. Like, Africa, they are setting up these massive energy transfer lines to hopefully set up, like, solar panels in the desert to provide massive energy to, like, the surrounding parts of Europe. We are doing nothing. We have no plan for anything solar. Like it's all private companies that are like going to have to come up with this stuff. And it's just like, are we really going to wait on these private companies or like we have to like step in to do something like it is. I'm I'm a, I'm a pose a grand, a grand theory that uh, uh, has only occurred to me recently. And I don't know how much I really believe in it or how drawn out or how. It's a little conspiracy e, mm. but I don't think it's that far fetched given what we see. Fair. As you were just saying, all the continents everywhere are preparing for some sort of way to keep living. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and what does America do? But keep just pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping money into that military, and and that and that. And I think I hope we're not going to war, man. Dude, can you like? Is that no, what you're getting to? Like the, the amount, to of, the point. amount of prepping we do, and the fact that we 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 already do not have a match, and we are going to. That's the only place there's innovation. That's they true. Keep, they keep getting better and better and better and bigger and badder with our military, while no one else is even close to catching up. And frankly, that can only mean. <laughs> We have one plan for later on whenever we need to do it, and it's fucking invade. <laughs> like, I, I don't doubt that. 
like I, I think that there will there eventually comes a point where everything else in the country is so shitty, our our systems are ran so poorly, but our military kept getting that funding. Like if nothing can change, and that's the thing is like even if we go to war, we'll probably win. Like that's the thing is like even that's if, even if too. it is us versus the world, like we still probably win, just because of our navy. We could cut off shipments to everywhere in the world if we wanted to like that like like if we wanted to take over the world america has the best resources to do so it's just how it is our air force is massive our naval fleet is massive we cover the whole world there's no one that could beat us it it would literally take the world like literally everyone would the whole world would have to work together to beat us and like that's a scary thought like we it's like it's a concern of like I'm I'm not concerned for America in terms of its survival. Yeah. I'm concerned for everywhere else in the world. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm, if uh if I was like ruler of the world right now, um I would just kind of say like all right, USA, um we're just going to raise the Mexico line halfway up and the Canada line halfway down. All right? They're doing way better than us even though Mexico seems worse. It's really I, I don't know. I don't know where I'd rather live right now, like honestly. Dude, dude, that's that's the other thing is that like a lot of countries in the world are like us. So that's that's another problem too mm-hmm. is that like would, they might not pump as much money into their military and stuff. They might be distributing their funds uh, a little bit more properly, mm-hmm. but there is corruption everywhere in the world. There is capitalism and capitalism is everywhere. It's just like the more you give time for capitalism to evolve, literally in its nature will just – like breed corruption that's that's just what it does like over time that's just what it does it's what will happen companies like amazon will take over the world literally if you give them enough yeah. time like it's it's I, I don't know like i i really like took a look at myself and realized how crazy of a person i am like with my political beliefs and how all over i am like I used to think growing up that I was a Republican. Like I used to think I was a conservative. Like I, I don't, I honestly don't know. Like I, I don't think a conservative or a liberal really fits the bill for who I am. Like I truly think I am like a real middle of the road kind of guy, but like, like economically, like I thought I loved capitalism growing up. It's just what we were taught in school. You know, we were taught to love it. So like, I thought I did. But then, like, the more I just look at it, it's like, it's just the rich stay richer. Like, it's not, it's like, literally, that's how it's going to be. And, like, if you're not rich to start, you can't do anything. Like, there's no help. And it's just, like, it's, the whole idea is, like, the opportunity is there for anyone to become a billionaire. But, like, if you start in poverty, what are you going to, or if you start with a small loan of a million dollars from your parents, like, who's going to, who's going to be better off, you know, like, yeah. Okay. And then like I started to to like look into just other like political beliefs. Like socialism is very popular right now, and I learned how ignorant I was of what socialism was. Like school taught me that socialism is just taking money from the rich and giving it to the poor, and that's pretty much it. Like that's that's we're taught so much of the economic socialism, but like the socialism that's important like today is like 
the like what socialism stands for, like the virtues of socialism, if that makes sense. Like it's yeah, absolutely. the economic part is such a – I mean it, it's a very big part of a socialistic government, but like it's not the main point. Like the main point is just to give everyone basic you know, needs of life. So yeah. yeah, it's like that's literally like the main point, and everyone wants to say like, you know, like I've been watching a lot of Hassan. Um, I don't know if you know him. He's a Twitch streamer, and he's like, he's like one of the biggest like political at like entertainers that is socialist, and he's like yeah. blowing up. And the reason he's blowing up is because there's a lot of people like me that grew up conservative that aren't really conservative, and we're just you know kind of whether it's brainwashing or just lied to. Um, and then we, kind, you know, we are getting to the age where we're beginning to think on our own and kind of think of all these things that we were taught. And we learn that, you know, we're just taught this one way to look at things and that's it. And like, I don't know, he's just, uh, he makes kind of politics entertaining too. You know, it's in a joking way. It's, it's more fun. It's yeah. not, it's not boring, but like he talks about real issues. Like he gets really into the nitty gritty and he talks about like every topic you, you can think of. Um, and it's just got me to like actually looking into a lot more political news. Like, um, I use this website like now that, in, uh, it, what's it called? All sides or something like that. And it, it lays out everything that happens like throughout the day in politics. And it gives you the central stories. It gives you the right stories and it gives you the, the like left stories. So like you, you don't have a chance to be like, uh, to be misinformed by any media like if you just watched a cnn or just watched a fox news like you get every side you know right there in front of you you get the you get everything and that's like what i've started just like reading things from and like it's so much easier to get into politics whenever you're not just watching the news or like political people speak like well and that is there is another problem here and it's that uh a lot of suburban white people don't even think about it like like that that's the problem is that like you are you are unique in a way because you you even thought to mm. look into it and that's so sad and like like you said whether that's brainwashing or it's or it's just not knowing any better like literally if i was just told that like socialism was just standing for like for everyone just to be, you know, just comfortable in their lives, like not have you know, to worry and, about ending up on like, the street. Yeah, and not like being taught like it's just this failing system. You know what? Like what? Like it, every every time it's like try to be implemented too. It's in a country like Venezuela or like you know a a North Korea. You know, a, countries that aren't good to begin with. Like it, it, it's it's you can't just say like it's a failing system whenever it's in countries that like are doomed to fail from the start like and that's that's another thing too is that like we are taught growing up socialism and communism are inherently dictatorial Mm. they are like if they are implemented there is a dictator involved it is an authoritarian regime that does not have to be the case at all like yeah at all that's like it's not even like part it's yeah i I really don't like it's so sad like i really wonder how like many high schools are like like blue spring south but like weren't and you want to know what's even like more sad is that we weren't even the worst one 
<laughs> like That's even close. So crazy, man. Like no, nah, because like the shit Emily, em, like they didn't teach in in my girlfriend's small town hometown high school that we dropped nuclear bombs. They left that out of World War Two. They left that out of they World War II. They left the ending out of World War II. The literal yeah. end of the war. The, she she knew about D-Day. She didn't know. Where we killed two cities. <laughs> yeah, we literally we obliterated two cities. And they're like, and dude, when I when I was like I was like uh that we were watching a TV show or something, and I was like God, isn't it crazy that we straight up nuked two cities and killed 18 million people or something like that? And she was like, she was like, yeah. And then she, she got on her phone and like looked into oh, it and stuff and she started no. crying next to me. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, Oh my God. Did you never learned that? I guess it's literally the same thing as me watching the Watchmen and then learning about like the Oklahoma City like massacre, like things like that that we were never taught. Like, I looked that yeah. up and I legit cried right then and there. I'm like, oh my god! Like we just weren't, we just weren't told about. Well, I it. I mean, like, like I, I'm, I, I don't know if you've uh, made it around to like the stories about like Central Park. Mm. Like Central Park was an African American oh, village until yeah. it was demolished to be turned into Central Park. Yeah. Like there's, it, it's so bad. Like it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I just I don't know if it's just education. I don't know if it's just the media. I don't know if it's like I don't know what's gotten into like what has changed. You know, like twenty years when we were kids, like things weren't good, like with the housing crisis and everything. But the country seemed to just be okay. Like you, know, we were we were not doing well, but we're still fine. But we're just so divided on everything. Like, See, that's the thing too, is that like. I think I think we were kids and I think I think it has gotten more extreme. Like don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. like we are more divided than we've been in like a while. Like I'm talking like 60s and 70s. <laughs> like civil that, war that type sort of beat. Divided. Like civil war type beat. Yeah, <laughs> sort of a little bit. And I I it's it's a it's a combination of everything. Mm. It's like, and it, it it the root of it, it is the corruption. Like we've we've been talking about it, the corruption brought on by capitalism, and it it's like our economy essentially can't work unless we are pumping money into our manufacturing weapons and giving those weapons to the military. So like we just have to keep funding the military industrial complex, which also affects our prison industrial complex. There's only one reason we still have all these prisons with all these people, like. And it's to keep making shit so mm. that like they, at cheap, cheap labor, it's slave labor mm-hmm. like that. Like the, that's what it is. It's man. It, it's just like the world is, is just in such a sad state, but like the U S brings it to a whole nother level. Like at least the rest of the world is trying to do things and like putting forth like they're like, I don't know. It just seems that we're, we're trying to, fix stupid problems that don't matter to block what actually matters like we're all worried about who's the president at the time whatever like it doesn't matter anymore after trump the presidency doesn't matter anymore like it's who cares who's in the office now nothing's gonna get done unless like like i don't know i i just think the presidency like it's just it's a thing that will matter kind of less and less unless we get like a legitimate presidential president like 
as our next person, but I don't think that'll happen. Here's here's something that, like, blows my fucking mind, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but, like, on January 6th, when they stormed the Capitol building, Mm -hmm. it was over Joe fucking Biden. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you realize how fucking brainwashed you are at that point to believe that Joe Biden is as far left and will ruin your Republican life? You know, Joe Biden, a guy who literally was a Republican for several years. There was a reason Barack Obama put him on his ticket. and It's because he was an old white man who appealed to Republicans. Like, what the fuck are y'all even talking about? If it was like, okay. Even if it was like a Bernie Sanders, like I still wouldn't understand storming a Capitol um, and doing that thing. I, oh, absolutely. Know. Yeah. No, but like I would I, Bernie I Sanders get where they're that. coming from because it's like it's just it's just sad because like a lot of people that like think they truly believe in capitalism like really don't. It's just it's like if they truly knew like just what like capitalism was doing and they truly knew what socialism like actually meant. Like, I think a lot of people would change their minds. I think, like, I think, and that's, that's why, like, school is so important. Like, or just, like, teaching your kids. Like, my kids, like, I, like, I will bring my kids up very differently knowing, like, this information. Like, I'm glad that I've kind of woken up, I guess you could say. Like, I feel like I've woken up. Like, because I truly don't know, like, some of my thoughts, like, I truly don't know where I stand. I don't know it's kind of like uh been a little freeing to kind of just think on my own and you know just like i'm really trying to like because i i don't like really know like where i stand now like i'm kind of in a moment where it's like i've been lied to for so long and like i, I haven't really thought for any amount of you know considerable time of how i feel about certain things like obviously there are stances that i'm pretty hard on um and that i stick to but like as as it comes to the economy and like politics right now like you're you're a blank slate as it were yeah like it's uh it's very interesting um cuz i i don't know i just i feel like i don't know like in, in the like philosophy side like of just just hearing both sides to everything like um you know just not choosing to block off opinions that you don't like you know like that's what a lot of people do just because you don't agree with it you choose to not look at it it's very just common thing that humans do and everything but you have to look at things that you don't agree with in order to understand what you think you agree with more like it's you have to know where both people are coming from and i've just i've been introduced to a lot of political people like or in the politics scene that just talk very civil and uh, it's been just very, I don't know, it's been nice from just hearing people scream and just yell at each other. And and you know why, and this is, this is an, this is one of the reasons that maybe a, a reading would do a lot of people good. Mm. You can't hear someone yell. That's true. Uh, you can, you can only hear read. your own thoughts. 
Yeah, go ahead and read some. And like, I mean, and obviously some people will read something and read it like, hey, they're attacking me, even though they very well could not be. Is there, uh, okay, I hear all the time, like Karl Marx, he's like the dude who made social, like the idea of, like he, Marx well, he is, wrote the communist, he wrote the communist manifesto. Okay, so that's what he wrote. Okay, but it's like a. Okay, I just I just Marxism. didn't know what they were like. I'm just so like I literally, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm just so ignorant in uh, politics, and like I just Dude, don't know a lot of things. If if you are interested, like when you come by tonight, I have several books uh, that I would 100 percent be willing to loan you for a bit if you want to if you want to tear through them because I have several that uh, uh, dive into various like uh, various topics. Like I have a book uh, entirely on eco socialism. That is about how we can, how our top priority should be saving the environment. Oh, I need that. And providing, and providing for our citizens. Literally, yeah. Like that's. I need that. That has like been my drive, like just in life in general, like right now. Like I truly want to like become an engineer to like help save the earth now. Like I don't. It, it, like, and that, that very reason was a huge, that played a huge part in why I became a vegetarian. Mm. Like beyond, beyond just the, the, uh, you know, like the animals poor, like poor them, but like our, our, our like our cattle production is literally true. destroying forests. It's like for we like are tearing 40%. down. It's like yeah. it's huge. Like it's so bad. And like whenever like it's so sad because like it was a big problem and people like saw it as a big pro- or didn't see it as a big problem. But then like whenever like cows are farting now and CO two get in the air, like it made it a joke. Like. It made yeah. it a joke and no one like thought about it anymore. It's like, oh, you know, like scoop it under the rug again. You know, it's like if I could become a vegetarian or a vegan, I probably would. But medically, I literally can't right now. My stomach yeah. cannot digest vegetables. It is the worst food that I can eat right now, actually. Damn. Um. So like I I miss I I've wanted to eat a salad for so long. You don't understand. Like I have been missing a salad. Like I cannot wait to like eat a salad again. But like, man. I just, uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, been interesting. Just, yeah. Like a clean slate. Just, I mean, not a clean slate. I've obviously had life experiences that a lot of my opinions are formed around. Uh, most of them are very recent in my life. Um, because a lot of the ones that did happen back then I was in school still and yeah, exactly. You figured out a way to justify them. So it's, uh, it's been, been interesting. I like just like looking at every side, like, I never would have thought in my life that I'd be like, hmm, communism, this could work. Like never in my life, no, you know, yeah. like that's crazy. Like growing up in school, like I was taught, like, I yeah, never would have thought that, bro. Like, like I was like, what like, the fuck? Yeah, like, communist? Like, socialism, like I, I just like, there's such a negative connotation to the word, you know, it's like, that's what we were taught. It's yeah. like, it's just such a negative like thing. And see, like it, and I, I don't even necessarily, like, I, I, I don't entirely believe in communism and i i mean like there are aspects of all these of all of these things that like i don't entirely agree with but like that's the thing is like someone had to create these things mm. like we got to figure something out that works because objectively there have been several failed states with mm. all of these systems so it's like yeah like there is a thing in it's worth saying that this is like the longest you know, standing of one government, whatever. It's not, uh, that's not like true though. Like the people, when people say America is the longest standing government, you know, off one constitution, whatever, like you got to realize 
this constitution was set up for change and it's changed 28 times in amendments yeah. or 20 is it in the 30s i don't know i think it's, it's 20 I, I don't know like it's literally changed. I, like when i was in high school it was like 27 or 28 think about so. this when we were born two men could not get married legally that's insane that that in our lifetime that that decision was just made by yeah. the government of all people the government uh said that you couldn't get married like like that's that, that's just insane to think about how like they even have a say in something like that you know like i guess yeah, like what marriage is just a legal thing but like if it's truly just like you know a couple whatever but like i don't know it's just like an insane concept that like marriage was just illegal like if you were just yeah, yeah like of the same gender like just, well i mean like and i we've been a country for for what 250 years coming up on it anyway since 1776 isn't that the so year? 200 the 200 year. like 46 or something like that mm-hmm. And like eighty of those ago, like black people and white people couldn't be in the like same one same lifetime place. ago. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Oh man, wow! It, I it's crazy. Like uh, people think like whenever we're talking about capitalism, it's like the free market. You have more freedom, but like, do you really? Like every – the only – if – okay, true. If you're in the top 1%, true, yes. If you're not, no. It oppresses you if you're not in the top 1%. Like People also have a misconception that when we say like fuck the rich, we also mean the people who are making $400,000 a year. Mm. That's actually – relatively good compared to a lot of motherfuckers who are like there are people with multiple billions of dollars one of those is insane like i thought about just how much a billion is i couldn't wrap my head around it i went up i started at one dollar and i'm like okay i understand a dollar i understand 10 i understand a hundred i understand a thousand i got to ten thousand i'm like wait i haven't even had that in my bank account ever at one time, then I got to a hundred thousand. I'm like, I've never had that much in my life all put together. Um, a million dollars. That's like winning the lottery. My life would be pretty much saved. I could do anything I wanted with a million dollars, pretty much $10 million. Uh, my family set now a hundred million dollars. Generations are set. Many generations are set. $500 million, even more. And then, but then you get to fucking a billion? And then you get to almost 200 billion. Then he crossed it. I think he crossed 200 billion. Here's the thing, bro. Jeff Bezos, that man's money could save the world. And if – here's the thing. <laughs> he could save the world – and have billions of dollars left. And that's where the problem lies for me. Mm. Yo, I know you you rich as fuck, so you spending money too. So you got to pay more to upkeep all the lifestyle shit you're doing. But hey, thoughts thoughts on maybe instead of 200 billion dollars, <laughs> you have you have 50 billion dollars mm. and you save everything. <laughs> like 
<laughs> you know what's even crazier? And I'm I'm becoming more sad every day because my boy that I've always held in such high esteem, my my Elon, um, he's becoming a little more corrupt the more I learn about him. Uh, I've opened up yeah. to learn about him a little bit more. I still think of what he stands for is good, and the companies that he has are okay, but the things they do are pretty bad. Um, it's and see that's the, that's what's that's what's inherently wrong with capitalism. He almost has three hundred billion, Elon. He's two hundred and seventy-five billion dollars right now. Yeah. What does that even mean? You know, does he even know what that means? Like, okay, obviously, a lot of his money is not just money he can liquid. access. It's yeah. in his companies, yeah. whatever. He still has billions of dollars he can access, though. Like, there was a TikTok that that was very interesting. It said, if I was a rich person, I would just buy every commercial for a Sunday night football. It's like $24 million. To Jeff Bezos, that's like $20. You could literally buy every commercial the every commercial slot. Like, and that got me thinking, like, a $24 million purchase for someone like Elon or Jeff Bezos is like me going to Quick Trip to buy a Gatorade. Yeah. Like, like I what I have to put into the thought of buying a Gatorade or how much that's going to affect my bank account. That's basically the same as a billionaire buying an entire commercial slot for an entire day of football, prime football. Do you know, like, that's kind of insane power. Do you know what one person could do with that much commercial time of just speaking to the American public? Like, they could do whatever they wanted. Like, I mean, I don't think that could happen. Like, in the real world, I don't think a network would just let that happen. But, like, for enough money, they would. Yeah, they absolutely would. Like... Like, <laughs> well, it's crazy because like, it, like our media, like the corruption within our media goes beyond our news mm. too. Like media companies are owned by really, really, really rich white men who want to stay really, really, really rich. That's how, that's how they, that's how they work. That's, uh. Like this line right here, including the names of Mark, the Zuck, the Bill, the Elon, the Jeff. If you combine those people, they're worth $1.4 trillion. With a T. That's, uh, like, what Jeff Bezos has supplied America with is priceless. Like, they have offered a service that is legitimately like kind of too good to be true. It's at the cost of a very lot of bad things. But like this guy, he deserves a lot of money. A B with a bill like a billion. You just don't need that. There should be no, no need. Like the fact that we have billionaires should show you that like we're failing. It shouldn't be a a a, a thing of success. Like Seeing these large, large numbers in Elon's and Jeff Bezos's net worths literally approaching a trillion dollars within five years, if they grow at this, like they grow, if they keep growing, like they will become trillionaires if we just let them keep going. They will. Like, no, they will. They will take over the world. This should be very scary. Like Amazon has the capability of taking over the world. They have the, they have the capability of becoming the government one day. Maybe like you should like. It's like the power Amazon has in the world. And here's here's where I go. Yes, Jeff Bezos 
has made some money moves in getting them to where they are. Absolutely. But no man who just wanted to start an online bookstore should have all that power. Like, he was just like, you know, it would be really cool if people could just get sent books. <laughs> and now he has fucking yeah, billions. Yeah, we think of we think of Jeff and Elon as like these crazy, you know, high figure status people. They were literally just random people. Like they were they were nobodies before. They had their big idea. They're just random people that now have more power than they know what to do with. See, and this 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 again <laughs> plays into the uh, the whole opportunity thing. The uh, it's a free market; anyone can do anything. And it's like, yeah, Jeff Bezos worked for that to an extent. There's also a, like a massive amount of exploitation, a a massive amount of luck, like. let's let's face it this anything getting that big and becoming what it is requires a degree of luck that's just the that's just the case and it happens with anything and with with any talent with any uh with anything i got my hospital column me this i just have uh, to dude, to schedule this appointment it should take like two gotcha. minutes hopefully you're cool go for it all of the lonely people Woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. Mama never told you about it. Wow, the timing of that is uh, very coincidental. That was just a reminder call for my next appointment, but I'm, I was waiting for a call back from that same hospital, so it just seemed like that call. Oh, that's but, wow, so never mind. I'm back. Right, cool. Um, what are we talking about? Jeff? Uh, billions. Jeffy B? <laughs> Jeffy B. Jeffrey Bezos. Man, I just uh, Jeffrey Bezos. It is very interesting that uh like him and Elon, the two richest people on the planet, they both have rocket companies. They both want to go to Mars. And like if I was the richest person in the world, I think they probably know a lot more information than us. Just of how the world works. They know a lot of secrets. They know probably everything. Why are they both trying to get off? You know? It, it, is it really just to to bring humanity to a multi-planetary species? Is that really the the purpose, or is it really to um, that they've realized that the Earth is too far gone? Like we have fucked it up too much, and there's no hope probably anymore. Or they're getting ready for that possibility, and they're going to save every rich person that there is by sending them to Mars. Like, I know that's a little conspiracy, but. But it's really not at this point. It's like I don't think. Like it's, and I mean, like even even last year with or the year before or whatever with our our very own government uh, having a space force now, like, what does why? that mean? What does that mean? What like there like why on earth to the public knowledge would we need space military? Hmm. We've yet to detect life anywhere but our own. Uh, we have no immediate threats, especially in our solar system, in our galaxy, and uh, light years away from us, actually. Um, if someone was able to come and attack us, we wouldn't stand a chance. Because if they can get to us without us knowing, 
we're far gone. Like they have, they're so yeah. like, there's no point. There's really no point unless you're that advanced to have a space force. Like, unless you can go to other galaxies, like then, then it makes sense. You know, if you're going to be an imperialistic galaxy company or country, uh, no. country, same difference nation. What would it be called at that point? Empire? Probably. I don't know. Empire. Probably something bad. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Just something to pump more money in, you know? Uh, why not? Well, and it, it also poses the question, like, if we really are trying to do all this shit on Mars. It's going to take so long. That's not what people realize, is that, like, we're not, like, 20 years away from living on Mars. Like, we're oh, 20 no. years away from there being 20 people on Mars. Yeah. Like, it's it's not a civilization until, like... 300 years in the future like yeah, probably 500 thousands of years like we still have to terraform the planet we have to make it able to grow plants we have to put water on the planet somehow there are very big problems that we have no idea how to fix the best leading theory we have is to nuke the poles of mars it's the quickest way to make it a habitable planet and uh it still takes like tens of thousands of years so we're in no no time soon are we going to be living on a lush green other planet that's perfect in utopia um but it does give us the opportunity to start over which is very interesting and i hope we don't handle it the wrong way because as of right now there can't be a government on mars at all we've already signed like with the un and everybody on earth we've if anyone tries to establish any form of government on anything that's not earth like war not cool like space is no one's property and that is already defined which is very good like it's very but like it could change obviously maybe that's what the u.s is prepping for is they want mars to call their own because they know if they want to do that and then and then that that has a whole other branch to the military theory earlier like what if we're just pumping a whole bunch of money into our military because we plan on taking over we should use our marvel and star wars theory building to take down the government like (laughs) this is kind of like getting a little creepy of how it's connecting a little too much like it's like very known that space is off limits like every country agrees if one country on the world would not agree to usa and north korea I'd say would be the two countries that wouldn't agree with that right now. Um, and I'd say the one country that has the capability of actually making it their own would be the U.S. Space Force? Kind of creepy. Why would we need that? Hmm. No one else has a Space Force but us. You know you can shoot uh, one singular metal BB at a satellite in space and it would completely blow up and destroy the entire satellite? No fucking Yeah, shit. like 10 miles an hour. Because you got to think, satellites moving at like uh, 18,000 miles per hour or something like That's that, falling around the Earth. Like, actual space war um, without shields and like that technology is really boring. Because like, you don't need big guns or lasers. You just need like a little, just one little, that's it. That's all it takes. And, uh. So these satellites don't be hitting pebbles or nothing? No. Um. Oh, yeah, no, they're, uh can't be doing that i mean obviously they uh they some satellites like interfere with with some things and that's how they come crashing down or burn up in the atmosphere but uh they be moving they do be some of them don't i remember uh 
Some of them just remember when Elon launched those Starlink those satellites all in a row. Mm-hmm. Starlink, they're still doing it. I was just like outside, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is that?" I was like, "What have I seen?" And then I googled it, and I was like, "That's wild." That's ins- like that was like that was insane. Like that, like the okay, they're launching like so many satellites. It's Like, they launch, like, 50 satellites per rocket, or, like, 100, like, 200 satellites sometimes per rocket. Like, 200 of these satellites go up into space, break up, and then somehow orbit the Earth um, and don't collide into anything or each other. And this is actually, like, really scary because this – once it's all said and done, it is, like, the fastest internet anywhere on the world. Even if you're in an ocean, like, doesn't matter where you are. Like, you will just have perfect internet everywhere. And, like, one company having control over the internet. Like, literally. Do you, like, uh, the more I think of Elon is the more the conspiracy gets even creepier. Because every single one of his companies is set up to work on Mars. The boring company is needed for Mars. That's the only way that transportation will work. No way you're driving on the surface of Mars. No way you're making highways on Mars. You have to dig tunnels. The boring company. Tesla is building electric vehicles. The only energy source they will have on Mars is solar power. They need electric vehicles. SpaceX, well, that one's pretty self-explanatory, I think. They have to get there. And uh, the last one, uh, Neuralink, the chip in the brain, is... uh, the creepy one. <laughs> the one that a lot of people don't like to talk about. But see, it's inevitable. And that's what I've accepted. From Westworld, like it's inevitable. Like I it legitimately Westworld has made me comfortable with the fact that eventually at some point robots will take over or become part of us. Like it's whether it's 10,000 years Dude. down the line. Bro. You haven't even but I, dug into that specific idea. That's yet. awesome. I cannot wait for that show. I can't. Why did that's I stop? like what? What? That's what season three is about. <sighs> that show is so up my alley. Like it is the most up my alley show I've ever seen. No, as soon as I as soon as I was like, "Have you watched Westworld?" and you were like, "No," I was like, "I can't think of a show more perfect for anybody." Yeah, it's uh like. It was just like, this is the content that just goes through my brain all the time. This is what I think of all day, every day. Like, this is, it's just, that's what I'm a nerd about. You know, that's my hobby. Like, everyone has their thing. Um, my thing just happens to be math, science, and technology. That's just what gets me interested in things. Um, and now it's actually politics and philosophy. Philosophy is really cool. I don't know. I've been like, deep diving into philosophy and like um um a lot of it is like a lot of the philosophy i like is um there's so many things in life that you just don't need or that you don't even think of that are bad for you um that you just need to like eliminate um like if you have any form of craving like a craving is like you shouldn't have to crave anything in an ideal perfect human you don't crave anything you're just you know 
obviously that can't happen. You are. But like there are certain cravings that you can get rid of. Like uh like I'm getting I'm like whenever I used to um like use nicotine all the time, like that would be a thing that would just be something that like I just would never I'm never going to do again. Um like alcohol, I'm just I don't think I'll ever drink again, like unless it's like a a glass of wine or like a very I don't think I'll ever want to get drunk again. I'm never getting I'm not getting drunk again. Yeah, like there's that. just certain things that like I I feel are like childish almost. Like it's just very weird that humans keep doing them like as they get older and like I understand like when you're young and and dumb and you want to have fun, but like there's I, I don't know. These things are like very bad for you. Like alcohol is just very bad for you and like not needed in any situation. Doesn't help you. A glass of wine a week maybe would help you, like actually clean out your system and stuff. But like, I don't know, certain things like that, like uh, just trying to get rid of bad things in my life and kind of minimalize things. Think of things just very simply. And dude, it I I can't I can't express enough. Like the the sort of thing you're going through right now, like uh, this mental exploration and trying to, and like I, it's still ongoing for me too. But, like, it really started as a result of that depressive period I had Hmm. in 2018 where I just started, like, I was like, I need something to get me not so terribly depressed about everything. Hmm. Because, like, so basically that minimalistic making things simple is really – is so crucial because mm. like i have essentially uh eliminated anger mm. i do not feel that emotion yeah. like ever i'm rare rarely mad uh, and i think that is, and that like is that maybe like the main thing that i am very like proud of is that i'm a lot more chill and that i like i'm a lot more collected I don't get heated as often, you know, like they're like with certain friends, like, yeah, we still argue and stuff like that. But like, I, I think I'm like more of the one that mediates now and is more of like, I don't know, like the avatar, like got me deep into philosophy too. Like while watching avatar, the last airbender, like just a, just a great show and like just gets into philosophy and stuff. And it's like, I don't know. It's just really interesting. Like being a character like the avatar, like just a mediator, like a, you know, like it's, just a like a i don't know it's it's a good kind of position to put yourself in because you get like every side of things and you know you you have to think of you have to truly like collect your thoughts before you give them and like i don't know it's just like uh i like just thinking a lot of time to think lately so it's just been now i feel that dude i feel that for sure and God, just that making shit simple. Mm. It, it it really is just like it's the shit because it it makes it start it makes decisions easy. Mm-hmm. Like it's like what do what do I need? Do I need any of this? No. All right. That's Fuck true. It then. I haven't. Well, my whole bank account kind of got scammed, so like I haven't had money to spend. But like I haven't wanted sure. to like. That's also like a large part of like consumerism. Is like I'm I, I've I've. Uh, like I've looked at all like my computer and like all these things I have like technology and stuff. Like I like, I don't know. I'm not like, 
I splurge too much on things that like truly like I don't need to like it's just like so I don't know like obviously like these are my hobbies and people splurge in their hobbies and stuff but like there's still a point that can become too much like uh I don't know just been uh it's been fun coming uh on just listening to other topics and stuff just like learning it it is interesting though because like the 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 very thought process that i have proposed here that that making shit simple can absolutely go the other way like it can result in nihilism mm. and like i think that like nihilism while fair uh and like i can understand how you got there 100% uh cuz i've i've very much so been there uh it, it, it it's like and i mean i guess it's like i don't want to think that way but it's just like i have such a scientific brain that it's just like yeah. off probability basically and it's like it it's uh it's depressing and comforting to kind of think that way if you can accept the fact that like it's it's very sad to accept the fact that like if you want to accept that we're here for nothing and nothing has any obligation to you and we're just here to live like then it makes the time you have that much more valuable and that's like the way i see it i don't i don't want to just be like you know the universe is out to get you or like it's you know everything it doesn't matter whatever like that's not the main point the main point is like it's just to to make the time you have more valuable and see, I, I fuck with that perspective. And ultimately what I meant by that, like with nihilism, mm. is that nihilism in general on the whole is the idea of not believing in anything. Mm. You know, like, and I I don't see how that can, A, be truly possible or mm. B, not have a, like if you have a positive, a pot, like that perspective of nihilism, like that is genuinely a good like that is as good a perspective as there is on nihilism mm-hmm. because like most of the time you'll get more you'll get more ricks ah like if not nothing matters so who cares pe- like yeah yeah nah yeah. nah it's like yeah it's like compassionate nihilism almost like uh yeah it's uh it's like the whole thing i think is like just how our universe came to be is so incredibly confusing and we don't know we we know so little of how can something go from nothing to everything an infinite vast you know like that just it's uncomprehendable but the like way i think about it is it's just another problem that science hasn't solved it's just another experiment that hasn't been found out how it's how it's been done yet and the thing is is that it can be found out that it is a god like literally like that is a possibility like that can come true so it's like it's it's just whatever we don't know is like why stress out so much about it there you go that's the that's the staunch difference in the in the the distinct styles of nihilism i we were discussing Mm. the the open-minded nihilism. Mm. I don't believe in thing. I don't believe in any of this shit, but hey, if it's proven true, I'm there. And the staunch nihilism where it's like, nah, that shit ain't out there. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's the difference is like, 
and being open to the possibility and then being closed off mm. to the potential. I can, here's the thing. Even if there's no God and it truly has, there's just a scientific explanation of how the universe came to be. If we're literally just like the fart of a black hole, like if that happens to be true, like it makes earth so much more beautiful. Like we think of earth as like a God's creation. Like it's, it's meant to be perfect. Like, but we like, if it wasn't meant to be perfect and we just got so lucky to live on this perfect planet that if we take care of it can provide everything for us, you know, that that's another problem. But like this planet is perfect and it, we have just been the luckiest species to get a planet like this. Like it kind of just makes life like more like, Oh my gosh, like this is all that more precious. precious. Yeah. It's like, instead of being like, yeah, nothing matters. I'm a Rick. I'm just going to go on and, do whatever the fuck I want. But no, I've been, uh, and what's funny too is that, uh, the Sopranos is actually, uh, one of those shows that'll get you thinking a lot mm. about this sort of thing. Uh, because there is a lot of that discussion. There's a lot of mystical shit, a lot of spiritual shit. Like, what is the afterlife like? You got Polly who thinks, who got told by a shaman that spirits are following him and stuff. <laughs> like, it's, it, it, and you got AJ sitting in the front seat with his dad and going, why? Why does any of it matter? Nothing matters. Like, and, and there's no character that makes you think about this, this sort of shit more than Tony Soprano. Yeah. He, he always, uh, like in his therapy sessions and, uh, like always, you know, just whenever he rambles, I'm like, this is what's wrong with the mirror today. You know, like, and he just goes into his rants. What happened to the strong, silent mm. It's Gary Cooper. This show has surprised me, like, so much. Like, it's so, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't expect it to be like this. And I'm, like, very pleased that it is like this. That's the thing. The thing that has actually, that held me up and holds most people up. Is that it is several hours of mafia content, and you think you are going to get into several hours of mafia content? Like you're going to get whackings every episode, and people are going to get their brains spattered every every episode. And there's certainly that, mm -hmm. but it's so much far fewer and far in between than you expect, mm -hmm. and that's what mm -hmm. makes it uh, so good. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to finish that show, and I still have so much more to go. I'm only halfway through, right? Or more than a little more than halfway through. A little more than halfway. And you got five, six, and six. Six and six. Six A, six B. Yep. But uh it's actually really interesting. Uh I was listening to uh Talking Sopranos. It's a podcast hosted by uh Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharippa, mm -hmm. who are Chrissy Moltisanti and Bobby Bacala. Oh. Uh and they, awesome. they do an episodic uh, episode by episode discussion. They bring on guests of all the casts oh. and stuff. Uh, definitely don't listen to that until you finish the show, mm -hmm. uh, because it's funny listening to them. Because like Stephen, like they're as Lenny and George as a duo can get. I feel like like Stephen Sharippa just like I don't even know if like the intention was originally spoiler free, because like you can tell early on that Michael Imperioli is like. Ah, ah. 
Mm. Like he's like really <laughs> like Steven Shrib is just letting it fucking uh. fly. Like, <laughs> he's, like, he's letting all like what how it ends and stuff go and stuff. Uh, and, and <laughs> interesting. That's glad. Just to just to if it's relevant to the conversation. But what I was gonna say is that uh they they had a prequel movie episode uh, about many saints in Newark and uh, James Gandolfini's son uh, Tony Soprano. James Gandolfini is the actor. His son plays young Tony Soprano in the mm. movie. Uh, Michael Gandolfini and uh, hearing him talk about uh, he had, he'd never watched the Sopranos because he was never old enough for it. He's only 22 mm-hmm. now. Like he was never old enough for it. And his dad never let him watch it and stuff. And, uh, and obviously after his dad died in 2013 or whatever, 11, maybe uh, it was like too painful to revisit. Like, why would you even go back? But when he got that role, you know, he had to study That's Tony crazy. Soprano to become Tony Soprano. And uh, so, like, the way he talks about it, he's like, he felt like he's a Sopranos expert, but really only on seasons one through four. Because five and six, according to him, and I won't give you any spoilers, just get a lot darker. Mm. He was like, and... And more painful for him to revisit also. But they, they get... I can see... It just gets... It's like... This is the season finale where I've been like, okay. Like, it's about to get real. Like, like this is... Really real. Like, really, 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 really real. Like, this is the pregame. You know, some real shit has happened, but like... And and I think that would be why six A and six B is a thing. Like it, uh, it 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 truly is. Like it's a finale. That's damn, what the last season. That's is. awesome. Damn, mm, I can't wait to finish that show. Mm. It's it's fantastic. And uh, who would you uh who would you say are like your favorite like favorite dynamic right now? Well, um, hmm, that's a good question. I like because there's so many good duos on the show. You got like Tony and Chrissy. Uh, I mean Tony and Melfi. I love I love them together. Their scenes together are fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Polly and Sill. Polly and Chrissy. Polly and Sill like, are just like, just oh my god. I don't know. They they always make me laugh. Like like Sill's face. Like just the the he's just like the most Italian looking guy I've ever seen. I swear to dude, God, dude. He's 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 a caricature of of mobsters. Yeah, it's he's fantastic. literally the stereotypical Italian guy you think of. But uh, dude, and even crazier, he was just the uh, guitarist in Bruce Springsteen's band. Wow, and now he's uh, Silvio Gapo. fucking Dante. Wow, that's that's awesome. Uh, let's see who else. I guess uh, finally they're divorced. Sorry for the spoiler, random spoiler out of there. Um. It was kind of. I, I'm see. I'm gonna spend Tuesday cutting the fuck out of this episode mm. so that I can put <laughs> some of it in like a main event and a bunch of it in a Patreon. Mm. It's gonna be. Okay. It's gonna be eloquently done. I got this. Um, the divorce was kind of brought on a little, like a little surprise. Like I knew it would probably happen. Like it just makes sense. No, like, like you watch that show for seasons and you're going yeah, like, like, okay, man, this is not. When healthy. is she finally gonna like make the decision? Like. It was kind of like uh, she already knew what was happening, though, and I guess it was just the fact that it was the nurse that was so close to her or whatever that, like, just was the last straw. But, like, there should have been so many last straws. And, I, I mean, the show goes into it. Like, she had to try to fix it, like, the religious side and everything. Like, Well, and, like, and beyond that, while while, like, objectively, 
if you are in real life, Tony Soprano is obviously the bad guy in this marriage. He is cheating on her. He, uh, I mean, he murders people. Uh, but they do make a point in the show to question Carm's morality mm. on several occasions. Like, well, hey, there are so many, there are so many points that should have been the last straw that he bought his way out of. Mm. That's true. Yeah, the that and Carm does mention that. She literally does. Like, oh yeah, the like rings, she's like, and I. Then what's the house? It's basically just a bigger and, ring. Like, and that's what that's what is so good about that very when she does make that decision mm. because it's like I'm so glad you finally came to this because it's like it's it really is a self-actualization and a and a, like a, she's like I'm done that's that I I really I was hoping for her and Furio to run off into Italy together into the sunset Bro. like uh, Furio is the fucking guy man he was, he I was, love he was Furio close to killing Tony though man pushing him into those propeller blades like and then he's like, "Oh man, I love Furio was one of my favorite characters though. He, I, I liked like his storyline. Like it was, int- it was a storyline that I thought he- I thought he was just going to be the muscle guy, you know? Like, really- oh dude, and when they introduce him as the muscle guy, he goes fucking crazy. Like, uh, whenever he like bursts into the massage parlor and is like shooting, shooting knees and stuff. Yeah, he uh, goes straight it's to like- it. Yeah, they do it differently over there in Italy on the other side. Uh, Dude, and I love I love that scene when Tony's like letting the dog loose. He waits in the car and lets Furio do the whole thing, and he's in the car, fucking laughing, smoking a cigar. And it's like, God damn, these dudes are evil, mm. huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's I don't know. It's it's really weird. Like root for Tony though. Uh, like no, it, like it's, it's just it's, how the show it's the goes. same thing with yeah. It's the same with Game of Thrones. Like, I would never wish death on a child, but boy, oh boy, if I wanted Joffrey Baratheon to fucking die. You know what I'm saying? They, There's one thing they did well, and that's portray him as the most hateable TV character of maybe of all time. I've, uh, <laughs> there are, uh, there's one character in The Sopranos who kind of, uh, a couple characters in The Sopranos that kind of give Joffrey Baratheon a run for uh, his money for me. Okay. Any uh, of that and, I've uh, Libby. Introduced? Uh, yes, okay. yes. Two. Okay. Uh, Livia Soprano, uh, Tony's mom, mm-hmm. is a special, special kind of evil, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Ralphie. Ralphie was just uh, like, that was just, because it was too real. You know, Joffrey's like a uh, medieval fucking child king. You know, like I can separate myself from that. But like, Ralphie, that's a real fucking Yeah, guy. those guys exist <laughs> in the world. Yeah, he sucks. He sucks. The mom was definitely an evil mastermind pulling all the strings before she died, which was interesting. Um, oh, and I, you like, dude, I, you don't know the half of it because uh, like that actress, Nancy Marchand, who played Livia Soprano, actually died in real life, ah. which is why that's so abrupt. That makes sense. And also feels like season three is them kind of floundering like. Here's a bunch of different stories. Hmm, interesting. I never. We'll tie it up later. Was she supposed to be a uh, bigger role? Yes. Like, was she supposed and to be pulling all the strings? Like, well, I feel like they were building was... to that. Or, I mean, well, you remember at the beginning of season three when they were like, uh, the the problem was that Livia was in possession of these airline tickets. Yeah. And like, she was. There was going to be like the original plan for the show, according to David Chase, was a four season show. Uh, 
And she ultimately would have testified against Tony. Mm. Like his own mother would have testified oh, wow. against Tony. And then like it would have posed the conundrum for Tony. Should you kill? Do I have to kill my own mom? So Ooh. it's one of the it's one of like the greatest what ifs in TV history. Like how different the Sopranos could have gone. Uh, and obviously it's tragic for far far more reasons, uh, far for better reasons mm. that it's more tragic with a such a great actress who portrayed the most hateable character of all time so perfectly. I, I, like it was very hard not to hate her. Like bring the cookies, bring the cookies. Oh, I wish the Lord would take me. <laughs> oh my God, she said that so much. Oh my God, that's not how you talk to your kids, Ma. Oh, just take me already. No. Oh, just take me, Lord. It's all a big nothing. Someone knocks on the door. Um, go away instantly. <laughs> go away. <laughs> oh, I thought you were the the social lady or whatever. Like you know, like yeah. just. Oh man, yeah, she was very hateable, that's for sure. But th there was also a degree of her that come season two, it's almost less hateable and more like, not endearing, but like you've gotten so used to it that you're kind of like, it's funny mm. when she pops back up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's kind of like uh, with uh, like the sand people in Star Wars. You have to watch the prequel trilogy in order for them to make the jokes about them in The Phantom Menace. True. Because, like, you can't watch them in The Phantom Menace and be and then be truly afraid of them come A New Hope. Mm. Like, that's just that's just not how that works. Hmm. Yeah, this, uh, I'm really, I'm interested to see what this show brings. Because uh, I think what it's leading to, it's what it seems like, is an all-out war. Don't, I, I'll just close my eyes just for no reaction. Um, no, I got you. I'm 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 pretty stone faced with this shit. Mostly because like a ton happens, and like there there's a really good chance that I don't remember all of the storylines. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like uh, Johnny Sack right now. I got my eye on him. Um, he's uh, you know, he's he really really wanted him dead. Um, was really pushing for it. Was very you know iffy on it too. Not a lot of details was very cryptic about the way they talked, whether that was just on the phone or whatever. They have to be. Well, that's that's the whole the mob. But thing, like you know, he like, was yeah. extra suspicious about How it. about our friend. He, yeah. How about our friend over but there? Even when the... they were just talking with themselves, like he was still a little he was a little suspicious. And he's like, uh, you know, all, saying like how he's l losing money. He's not coming into money anymore. But then you see him. New York is New York is a fucking like they just they always seemed like a problem. Hmm. They always seemed like yeah. a problem. And like I got my eye on that guy. I, I think he's wanting to take over. That's like what I'm getting from him is that that's what his goal is. Um he cuz like he wanted to start the war. Um I think he thought that Tony would lose the war and that he could take over from New York after that. Um or and here's here's a really interesting bit of this is that I don't I still don't entirely understand the structure of the organization uh, at that level because to my understanding yeah to my understanding Tony's a boss 
But he's not the boss. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. There is one boss, I think. There's the boss. But and who, I who don't is think it that's now, where you're at. Um, I don't think they mention. Like, I don't think they mention it. Like, I, I, I don't okay. think it's part of the show. Like, it's like, okay, I just cool. Think that there's so like the, there's the five families, and like there's those families. I think there's some in America, some in Italy. Um, I don't know how many are in America, and how many are in Italy. See, that's it's all very confusing because yes. it's like the Sopranos are like a part of the DeMeo crime family. Mm-hmm. And the DeMeo crime family, like, you don't meet anyone with the last name DeMeo. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very, I don't, yeah, I don't fully know either. I just know it's the five families, um, and there's a boss of each of those families. Um, each of those families usually has a territory, and, you know, the territory is New Jersey, New York, Italy, wherever. Um, but then they all report to the boss, and I don't know who that is. Like, I, it's some, I, it's... I have no idea. Okay, then who's the boss of New York? Uh, mm, I always get them mixed up with Falcone from like Batman, the mob guys. What is his name? Oh, Carmine Carmi- Falcone. Carmine is his first name. Is it Lupertazzi? What's his last? Carmine is his first name, but I always forget his last name. Like they call him Carmine. I think. I think they just refer to him as yeah. Carmine. Um, yeah, Carmine, Carmine Lupertazzi. I, I should not be Googling anything in the Sopranos. Yeah, no, I, do I not, almost do not. Wow. just shouldn't be doing that. I got you here though. It is, it is Carmine Lupertazzi. Yeah, Carmine. Uh, so he's like, Johnny Sack was, you know, he's talking like he's healthy as a bull. Uh, you know, look at this guy, super healthy. Look at him, you know, looking at Tony, like, you know, cause they knew they're about to whack this guy. Uh, then they, Dude, Johnny, Johnny Sack. It's just like he's too comfortable. Mm, that is, you know, like that's what it feels that's like. True. It's like he's he's too cool. He called like, off. He, he's and like called on the hit too many times. Like he said, yeah. call it off, call back on, call it off, and then it's back on. Or no, it was off, then on, then off. That's where I'm at. Um, yeah, but like he's just a little, like I don't know if this is just like uh, maybe I notice this wrong but he's mad at uh at i already forgot his name carmine he's mad at carmine because of the uh like those apartments that they were building and that was like uh, where all of his money was coming from and that he's no yeah. longer getting any money and that's why he's mad whatever but then you see every clip of him you see after that is him at his house and his house is getting this huge you know addition to it um, and he's just sitting in this super, you know, his new house, and he's just getting, you know, like, dude is, it seems Living. like he has zero problem with money. Like, he's adding stuff. Like, there's more things that he's getting. Like, it seems like he's getting more money than he used to, is, like, what it seems. But, uh, gotcha. so that's that's why, like, I don't have many theories of this show. Like, I don't really think of what's going to happen next. I really just. You yeah. can't. You can't theorize. I really it. just like, let like... the show just go really like and and there's there's a degree of that just because like we can't as uh civilians as they would put it uh truly understand what they're doing like like we can we can have a general perspective and an idea and discuss it and stuff but it's like because of the nature of the show and who these mobsters are inherently they're unpredictable mm-hmm. like they that's that's they're the okay the with show. murdering people that's a very yeah. big difference in in uh, in people. Um, well, and not not just that they're okay with murdering people, but that it like 
comes with the job. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Like it's, that. Like yeah. they sign up for a job, <laughs> in which that's a part of it. I it's uh, I wonder how much of the you know whenever uh, Christopher was getting initiated or whatever, and they had him have like the the card of Mary, burn it in their hands, prick their finger, and then rub it together or whatever in the blood. Like, yeah. I wonder like if it's truly just like. All right, kid, you're in it now. You listen to me. You report to him. You don't say anything else. Like I, I you know, it's probably just like uh, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't think there's an actual like thing. I guess it. You know what? No, there definitely is because like fraternities still exist and they still initiate people with ceremonies and stuff. And the people in the mob yeah. are just like people in fraternity. Like it's like you got to have something. Yeah, you, you know the secret brotherhood sort yeah, it's of just, thing. You gotta, like you, it, uh, yeah, it, that's another weird thing. Like living outside, like finally of like living through a fraternity and then like being out of it and realizing like just how, just, uh, like, I don't know. I just hate the, the vibes, the, the culture. culture, the, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously I have some of my best friends I've ever met in my life and they're lifelong friends. Um, but the it's just like within... so many things that are just so annoying about it. Like, and just, uh, but yeah, it's. Hey, a lot of my friends are Americans. True. Yeah. I don't fuck with the way we do things. I just am a human now. That's what I am. Yeah, I feel just that. Human. Feel that. Just a human. That's what I'll boil it down to now. Man, and you know what? I think that might be a good place to top off the show. We're all just humans. This was the. Uh... <laughs> we're all just we're all just humans. Uh, this was the 141st episode of the Penny Bloom podcast. Was I? Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph Muffucking George and Joe. You can go and look, but I promise you, you will not see the 140th episode yet. It'll be out on Sunday. Oh no, I was looking to see if 141 was prime. It's not. Ah, I see. Divisible by 47. That's random. I mean, three is not a little less random, but like the 47 and three, that's it. That's all it has. Other than that, it would have been prime. Close to a prime episode. Wow. Sorry. Wow. (laughs) But yeah, if you uh, if you would. Head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find this entire episode uh, complete without any cuts and breaks. Uh, it was it was kind of all over the place. We didn't have a general idea going in. So, uh, you know, we, we just talked, and it was a lot of fun. It was one of the better conversations, and I've noticed as of late, me and Joe have these conversations, as you'll find a, uh, a two-hour Patreon exclusive, uh, a couple two-hour Patreon exclusives of just us talking about shit. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, so, yeah, uh, go follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod. Follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Again, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure being out. Of course. Remember, peace, love, and bloom. And we're all just humans. <laughs> we're all just humans. <laughs>